right. Welcome to Silly Breakfast, a podcast about New England sports and so much more. My name is Matthew James Sullivan, but you can call me Maddie. My co-hosts are John Dalton, but you can call him Salty, and Tyler McPherson, and you can simply call him Tyler. So this is the very first episode of Silly Breakfast. We'll be coming to you hopefully every week about, you know, sports, pop culture, other nonsense, just, you know, New England things, so on and so forth. Um, so we're all about the same age, you know, we range from 35 to 36. Now we have you know, kids, houses, kids in the way, and we just want to share our journey as diehard fans in kind of the climate we're in right now, and maybe you can relate. So me, Maddie, I lived in Boston for about 12, 12 or so years. Um, I just recently moved to the South Shore of Massachusetts, and I'll let the other two introduce themselves now. You want to go first, Tyler? Sure. I'm Tyler, and uh, I, I I went to UMass and uh, with with these guys, and I've been in and around Boston sports my entire life. I'm a, I'm a diehard Celtics fan first and foremost, but uh, down the line, um, one of the the biggest sports memories I've ever had in my life, and indicative of our of our age range is when uh, I used to have to call home to get Patriot scores on a payphone at middle school go. dances. <laughs> nice. All right. How about you, John? Uh, I'm John, a.k.a. Salty. Um, we don't know where that name came from, uh, whether it rhymes with Salty Dalty or makes it fun, or whether I am a salty bastard to be woke up, woken up. Um, but I am a also a... Um, Boston sports fan, um, have been my entire life, despite growing up in Florida for 12 years and having being forced to watch the Marlins and the Braves. Um, I did not go forced to is a UMass. strong word there. Forced. Well, I mean, I had to, they, all they showed was it was, it was Braves games and Marlins, but the Marlins, it was the heyday when they won the world they won, series. They won two world series in there. Yeah. I lived up here for the second one. So they're kind of like second favorite team only when they're good. I get excited. Um, I didn't go to UMass, but uh, I used to go party there every weekend, and I thought, well, this is fun, so I'm going to move down here. <laughs> so I moved to Amherst and met these uh, schmucks, and um, yeah, and and my, for sharing big sports memories, my, my, one of my earliest sports memories was going to a Florida Marlins games and sitting front row, um, because there were about 1,500 people at the game, and Gary Sheffield um, looking at me and waving me off and I was yelling Gary Sheffield and he just shushed me away. So yeah, that kind of, that was very exciting in my life, but yeah, I'm excited for this, uh, for this little endeavor that we're going on, chewing the fat with the boys, talking a little sports. Maybe that's Absolutely. what the bat wave was all about is waving other people off. He was waving me off 10 year old me at pro player stadium in 1994 or 95, or whatever the hell it was. All right. I say we dive into some sports. I say we start with the Celtics. A um, little maybe five-game recap. So, you know, five games ago, we uh, beat the Cavs with Tatum with 41-11-8. Horford with 6-8 of eight from 3 with 23-11-3. and 11 and, three. and then we get to the Nets game, where we blow a 28-point second-quarter lead. Um and we shot 30% from three, which is kind of 
one of our biggest issues right now is when we have a bad shooting game, we tend to lose or we tend to lose big leads at least. Um, and obviously Bridges was an absolute stud. He's been a stud since he came to the Nets, but uh, he had 38, 10 and four. And then we get to the Knicks game. So the Knicks are kind of kicking our ass this year and it's not very fun. Um, this game was extra worse because we lost the Knicks without Brunson and we lost it in double overtime quickly, you know, taking Brunson's spot absolutely tortures us goes for 38 Randall, 31 Barrett, 29 Tatum has probably the most woefully inefficient 40 point game. He, I mean, he couldn't buy a shot in OT and then we get to the next Cavs game. So this is no Tatum Horford Williams. So you don't really expect to win. I think we were like 7.5, or underdogs at that game, but, uh, Go up double digits most of the game, and then we, of course, blow the game because Donovan Mitchell has another you know 40-point game against us, 40-11-4. He was hot early, went cold, then came up super clutch in overtime and fourth quarter and everything. So I think, I think you know, the trend here, one of the trends here is the Grant Williams experience, and I think we should talk about that after the Portland game just because Portland the other night, we absolutely smashed them. Um, yeah, let's start know. with the good, start with the good stuff Yeah, and, so Tatum, and work uh, backwards. Tatum had 37 and two in just 30 minutes. Um, Grant was benched until pretty much garbage time. And, you know, we were up huge, um, and then proceeded to, when he came in, jack up threes, like his life was depending on it. I mean, he was two of seven, which obviously isn't great, but it's not the worst for, you know, a shooter, shooter, bench player, but I, I just have to ask, like, how are we feeling on Grant right now? Like, does, does anyone have any thoughts Vi- on Grant? Just because I am, I am not happy with the Grant Williams experience. Vibes are low. Vibes are are very low. For yeah, for Grant vibes Williams. are definitely low. I mean, his his shooting has gone downhill. He his defense, and of course, the complaining. Like, I think we've all seen how much he complains. He complains like he's Luka Doncic. Like he he thinks he is a superstar, and he isn't even you know, a top, what, Six seven player, seven on, our, player on the, on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think Grant, like <laughs> the second he looked at Donovan Mitchell the other night, and I know we're talking about Portland, but the second he looked oh, we're at Donovan we're talking Mitchell, about the whole experience with Grant, the whole Grant experience. Okay. Well, the second he looked at Donovan Mitchell and I read his lips before it became a meme, and he said, I'm going to make both. I'm gonna make both. I said he's gonna, he's gonna miss both. Like there's no way. What did he do? He went and missed both. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Grant Williams? Both. Oh, Grant is a is a big-bodied guy that comes from a long line of big-body defenders that the Celtics <laughs> have been obsessed with since. I believe it's it's been since Sullen, Soldiers, but, but really big, big he, he fits he fits big the prototype that was started with the Brad Stevens era with Jay Crowder all the way through now to now to to where Grant is where he's going to get overpaid in the off season he's he he can hit an open three pointer he'll win you games and really what you have Grant Williams for today is to defend uh Giannis and and to hit open three pointers but he Grant is Grant uh, see I loved Grant during the playoffs last year he was like the, that game against the Bucks where he hit what is it like seven or eight three pointers against the Bucks in that one. I think game. it was ten. Was it ten? Yeah, he broke like a record. Some it was some a lot. record. It was, it was, yeah, it was it over was, ten. I think. So. Yeah, he did. He was fantastic, and I love that. 
And I love when players talk shit and back it up, but he just like, he thinks he's, he thinks he's Jason Tatum or he thinks he's Jalen Brown or he's one of these guys or Dre. He thinks he's Draymond Green, but that's who he thinks he is. He thinks he's Draymond Green. He doesn't know. He doesn't know his like Draymond Green knows what he is. He's not he a great like, offensive player. Important. Like he is a def- like an elite defensive player that can pass. Yes. Um he can bang around the rim a little bit. He can rebound a little bit. He can shoot a leave and less. I think I think it's not really right now. I think it took a long time. <laughs> oh, I know, but in general, but I like, think it took a long he... time for Draymond to learn that though because you forget that Draymond was so in his own head that and sniffing his own farts that he blew that series against Cleveland, he kicked LeBron and then and got himself suspended. Oh, yeah, right. There, right, right well, there, it was, wasn't it like the elbow? Like LeBron steps over him and he elbows him up on the on the balls. Yeah, and yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't ideal. But what did he do with that experience? Right, he learned. Like Grant, you know, had, I feel like Grant's learning year was supposed to be last year, where he was playing well, but he was still bitching like. You know, he was just bitching and bitching and bitching. The but complaining he was from well, him. So you, 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 you accept that. But now yeah. he is not playing well, and he's still bit. He's bitching even more, and maybe that's a catalyst to why he's bitching more is because he knows he like it's like kind of like a self in, self inflicted like you know wound of in itself where he's bitching because he knows he isn't up to snuff right now, and he's yeah. going to. But like, but he's been like that since day one. Like he's always been the the guy who I don't. I just like God. He's so. I don't. I like Grant Williams. I think he has a piece. He he, he has a spot on this team. Like I think he fits in oh, well. Absolutely. I think I think the people like him. I think. But he's he's so corny, dude. Like he's so like I don't know, man. Like there's something about him that just like he's one of those people where like. I like him on my team, but if you if he was on any other team, I would hate him. Like I, I, he would drive me crazy. Every play, every shot, every time he drives to the rim, he comes up like, he got me on the arm. Eh. He he will not be a Celtic next year, and and no, well, he doesn't. He want like twenty million dollars well, too. Well, like, let's, let's not forget that this is a league that that gave a, a max contract to Bismack Biombo. <laughs> that's true someone will give him a good contract and i know it, Crowder, i just don't think it's gonna be Jake i don't Crowder. think it's gonna be brad stevens well, the celtics offered him offered him four for fifth or four years and 50 million which like now after like the past couple of weeks where he's literally played himself out of the rotation i mean last night against portland blake yeah, griffin DNP first half, DNP most of the second half. For three quarters. It wasn't until Tatum sat in the fourth quarter that they put him in. And they were like, I feel like it was kind of like like Missoula being like, being like, hey, go try to like find yourself. But the fact that you're playing like 48 year old Blake Griffin major minutes, like he played a bunch. And I don't think Blake Griffin, by the way, offshoot here, dovetailing. I don't think Blake Griffin is washed, but he's not what he used to be. I think he can, he can. Be a big he's actually been a good defender, and uh, yeah. like he's 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 one of our best like post defenders right now when he plays. Yeah, yeah. but he doesn't. He doesn't. That's that. the thing. Um, but the fact that this guy who wants twenty million dollars a year is being shunned aside for Blake Griffin, <laughs> who has no kneecaps, 
<laughs> is 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 speaks to what he's doing right now. I you think remember, it's a mental remember thing. Remember before the All Star break when Blake Griffin was shooting like elite from three for like a few games. That was yeah. that was a nice little touch for him. I, dude, I love Blake Griffin. I mean, as a PMT fan, like like I just think I think Blake Griffin. He seems like a fucking hilarious dude, but I don't know if I want him playing major minutes for my team in a playoff push i mean uh, we're pretty comfortably he's... in the playoffs i mean right unless now. like unless like williams ends up being out for the playoffs or you know horford you know gets more limited or he just you know or he gets hurt i very much see blake griffin blake. being pj brown that's dude exactly <laughs> i literally had that thought today i was like because they were talking about it on the radio they were saying like oh like oh he's getting benched for blake griffin and i was like in my head, like Blake Griffin should play the PJ Brown role, like come in for the playoffs and have and play like 20 minutes one night and score like 25 points and have one of those Renaissance, like old school Blake, Blake Griffin performances without a nice dunks dunk, maybe, maybe like a really nice dunk. Dude, I watched in the Portland game. There was there was a shot that went off the back rim and it bounced up. And it was one of those things where like Blake Griffin at 23 years old would have just like put back. Yeah. He just, he just couldn't jump back in the hoop. He jumped up and he put his arm up and then he realized he couldn't do it. And he like landed and he like kind of nodded his head like, Oh Jesus. Like I don't, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I, the fact that Blake Griffin is younger than us, that makes me like sad. I think <laughs> one of the bummer. funnier things about Blake Griffin, if we're going to go down the rabbit hole of Blake Griffin. Oh, let's go. Is, is that the, the funniest part about him is the the whole uh him having a kid with a porn star nowadays and and allegedly the, allegedly. allegedly but then the allegedly. picture came out and it's just Blake Griffin it's Blake Griffin <laughs> it's Blake Griffin it's 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 an alleged thing and the girl was like yeah this like i had this kid with an nba player and you look at it and you're like okay <laughs> like we this is not this is not a thinly veiled secret lana Rhodes. <laughs> like you uh out of all the people you could have gotten impregnated by, you choose the millionaire, not the porn star with a big old donger. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Blake Blake Griffin's doing fine in the dong department, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I bet he is. But uh, I say we take a look at the Hawks game coming up. So it was Saturday. We have the Hawks coming up. They're 500 team, 33-33. They actually have a back to back, so they they play tomorrow night, Friday night. What's the line um, on that? Do we have a line on that? There's no line so far. Basketball lines don't typically come out uh, like more than like a game ahead. Oh, okay, see that's me, new new betting boy. Oh, Ready? yeah. Wow. So they don't come. They don't come until the the do not plays come out. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm I, I'm new. I'm new here. Yeah. We've got so, the we've got know, the degenerate gambler, and Maddie. We've yeah. Got before the we get gambler. into the Hawks game, uh, you know, I myself. I like to gamble on sports. I'm not going to lie. I, I enjoy it. I've been using, you know, offshore things for years now. And uh, just, just mainly for fun. It's more of a, you know, added get, bonus. Get your jollies game. going. Get, 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 get the jollies the, going. Exactly. The Tyler talking. also does some betting. And John is new to it. And just so we all know, tomorrow is Friday the 10th, right? And that is the start of betting on apps in Massachusetts, which is a huge win for us sports betters because we can just do it legally, you know, compare taxes on it, you know, do, do all that stuff. Um, and it's going to be really fun. So I am looking forward to the line for the Hawks game on Saturday because you know I will be betting 
that in some fashion. I'm not sure how so, I will bet. I, so I, I, my guess is the line will be like five and a half to six and a half. What, what would you say, Tyler, versus the Hawks? Are they're on the road? They're 33 and 33 right I mean, now. I, fo- I follow lines, too. I can answer this question. <laughs> what, 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 how about you, John? Yeah, let's start with the uh, with the inexperienced guy here. Um, I'm going to say is it, it's a way. Yeah, so, so it, that, it's probably more like three and a half, but I think it should be closer to five and a half. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say four and a half. I mean, I know this right is, in the middle, right in the middle. Yeah, Tyler, yeah, I'm gonna say, say four and a half. Nope. I, I think that I think that it would be. I, I think that it's gonna be three and a half. Why three and a half? Okay, yeah, that, that sounds if, about if right. Tatum's if Tatum's playing, it's gonna be three and a half. Why Atlanta? Atlanta's been underperforming. They they. Don't I think have it should be more. Right that's now, what I'm saying. Essentially, and, okay. So that's they're underperforming. That's one point. They don't have a coach. That's two points. At, 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 okay, Celtics at home versus Hawks. You would it'd probably be like five and a half though, right? Uh, it'd probably be seven. I think and it'd a be half. more than that. I think the yeah. three yeah. points are worth a home, the home court night. advantage. The other night against about uh, three points in basketball. Okay, who do we play um, the other night? And we were seven and a half point dogs. The Cleveland with just without Tatum and Horford. Yeah, I, I think I think if it's three and a half, I will easily take the Celtics um, just because we need to string together a few good games. We need to string yes. together a few good games after, you know, we had three straight losses, then a blowout versus Portland. I think we need to string together a few good games. And, you know, Trey Young is one of those characters that is so interesting right now because it seems like a lot of people are falling off the Trey Young train. And it starts, you know, I from am. him being... You know, people people are shitting on him coming out coming out of college, so people didn't think he should be in the top five picks. And I was actually high on Trey Young. He was one of the most electric college players, you know, at the moment, and he was so fun. But he's obviously undersized. He can't guard a thing. He can't guard a no. a broom. No. But it's interesting because his stats are actually pretty damn good. So he's twenty six point seven, three rebounds, ten point one assists, and one point two steals per game. But you so can have you, you can have those stats not, and be and you can have those stats and be that's oh Russell, yeah, that's Russell Westbrook. No, that's what, that's, what, that's that's the next topic though. Is like how are how are we feeling on Trey Young because he has good stats, but I I mean as we all know, stats don't paint the whole picture, and that's just a fact in sports. Is people can you know call out that he's you know doing well and everything, but I just I I, I think I think he just needs to prove a little more on defense and uh, actually Tyler, Tyler has something to say. Let's go Tyler. I, I think that the biggest thing for Trey young is he'll always be the guy that was traded for Luka Doncic. Yeah. Of course. And so, yeah, yeah. so he had the benefit of, of, you know, going at a higher pick, but he was traded for Luka because Luka didn't want to play in Atlanta. He wanted to play in Dallas. And so it was a, He'll always have that comparison, and it's not his fault. No, I, I, I don't think we should. I don't think we should compare the two of them in that regard. Anyways, I, I'm adamantly against that because I think Trey Young's a pretty good player, or a really. Solid I'd be, player, I'd be, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at it, the same time, like people seem really to be jumping off the Trey Young train right now. And what do you think, Salty? I mean, I think that is the first year. If you all remember their rookie year, everyone was like. This is a trade that benefited both teams, and I think it is. But I think now, a couple of years down the line, it is it is shown that Luca is a generational kind of talent, where Trey Young 
maybe could be, but Luca's more of an all-around guy than than Trey. Um, but I think Trey is, like I, I kind of mentioned before, I think Trey is the next coming of like a Russell Westbrook, where like good player, but does not do anything to really elevate the rest of his team. You know, like, yeah, I think the I think his assist rate is ten, like is almost like fool's gold sometimes. Yeah, like he gets so many assists, obviously, but it feels like a little bit like fool's gold because, like, I mean, how many of those are like lobs and everything like that? Right. But like, I like that team on paper should be way better than five hundred. Yes, right Dejounte like, Murray, uh, John yeah, Murray, Collins. I mean, Murray has been been fantastic. Like he had a what well, I mean. He he had a monster game like last week or something like that. Um, I believe it was there's Portland. He had 41 points. Like he had like a monster game himself. And you know another like kind of hard nosed. He he's kind of like a hard nosed character. You know, come from the Spurs and kind of how he's portrayed. He's his kind of time an there, asshole, which though. is so weird. Because then Bo- Bond- Bogdan continued, just Bogdan infinite to to the end. Bogdan, uh, Bogdan, Bogdan, Bogdan. Um, but I feel like Trey, like he, I don't know. And I feel like we're going to see this a lot more like in the coming years, um, of like, he's a good stats player, but he's, that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Like, like a lot in working with kids, like I work with kids, um, seeing the way that those kids play basketball, they're so concerned about like looking flashy scoring points don't necessarily know if they care about like winning you're like he cares oh, about- I, I disagree there i think trey young cares about winning that's but, the one thing i do think he cares about but and why I doesn't think- he more outspoken like I, I just don't i don't hear anything about him like i just hear about like his good games but the hawks i feel like three years what, what are they three or four years into the trey young thing that's their fourth yeah. year uh, they should I mean, be I mean, better. I, I just think look at look at what he did when he went to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, like you know, beating that New York. Knicks, in New York. That series was was electric. Like, I, he 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 was the most important player in the building. Knicks fans now hate him like with a it, passion. That's Even though he I should be, I love that because he would he would feed that environment so well. Yeah, and now I love that. Have, I mean, now they have someone, in my opinion, better than Trey Young in uh, Jalen Brunson, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think. That I mean, I the, think the Hawks really made a mistake with getting rid of Coach Bud. You know, he, he went on to win a championship with Milwaukee, and then you essentially have just if you don't if you don't remember those Hawks teams with Horford, Corver, oh the sixty win uh, Hawks, Jeff T. Yeah, they were unreal, yeah, he, and and uh, Paul Millsap. So he he yeah. they put together a great team, and right Pers- now. They they have all the pieces that should be good. John Collins is a great player. Uh, Onye, they're undisciplined. Uh, uh, it, they're, they're undisciplined. They're 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 me. They're, I don't know. I feel like they're me first players, and I feel like his. I don't know. This is old man yelling at the clouds kind of thing. But like, I feel like there's not more of a. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like it's a lot of the young players in this league are like more like. Tatum was pumped and I love Tatum. Don't get me wrong. Sorry. I don't mean to smirch your boy, Batty, but like the MVP, the all-star game MVP, they love shit like that. Like getting all those accolades, but they're just like lackluster. Maybe, maybe they do care more than I, that I can see, but like, I don't, I think they do. I I think they honestly do care more than you think. Like they, 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 these guys care about, they're so, these, these people are elite players of a sport 
Like you, you have to care about winning in some fashion. Yeah, for, and for, all for of them probably point. came from. I think some people from... just don't necessarily, um, always perform in a way that you know, you know, electrifies a winning experience, if you will. Uh, like yeah. you know, that makes a winning experience. I. I th- I think that uh, one of the things that everyone forgets is Jason Tatum's obsession with Kobe Bryant and the the All Star oh. Game MVP trophy. You can never named, forget that. No, no. named after he, Kobe buddy. Bryant, so I think he was buddy. super pumped to win that. Yeah, buddy, we all knew he whole... was gonna win. like if if, if if there was anyone that was going to win that Kobe Bryant trophy that night, that it, like because you know, I mean, LeBron drafted really well, like on paper. But you know Jokic doesn't give a shit. You know Luka doesn't give a shit. But you have Jokic was smoking uh, camel you know, reds in the back. Gian- Giannis, Giannis drafts Tatum. He drafts Dame. <laughs> he drafts all these players that care so much about like that. You know, exceptional play in a, in a moment like that. You know, and that's why they won is pretty much because of Dame and Tatum. I have a whole, by the way, I, I just wrote Kobe down on this piece of paper next to me because when we get back into the Celtics, I have, and what the problem is with the Celtics, and I, I want to touch on that later, like what what's going on, what's, you know. Well, let's, move, let's move off the Hawks now then. Let's get back into the Celtics. Let's talk all about right. Tatum Brown, you know, all the, all, all, the, all the bad things, all the good things. All right. So I have, I, have a, I have something to bring up, and then I have a question for you guys. Um. My thing is the Celtics, obviously incredibly talented. I think probably the deepest team, at least in the East, if not in the NBA, with Brogdon and and, and Derek White, Derek White coming off the bench. Um, Our favorite guy, Grant. Grant, <laughs> Grant, and even Fast PP the other night. That was I thought Hauser 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 has been all right. Cornette was. Uh, he was he has his moments, um, the murder cornet. But um, my thing is, I don't think the Celtics have a killer instinct. That's my that's my big takeaway from the Celtics is that you have all these players around the league, all these superstars. You have Giannis getting fired up about stuff. You have Steph, who's like very understated. Um, but like in the finals last year, when he was shooting lights out, he was holding up, pointing to his finger, you know, that whole thing. You have Jokic, who uh, I think murdered uh, Marcus Morris. I think he's—I don't know if he's dead or if he's, but you know, like that kind of thing. And then, but I never see that out of the Celtics. I never see any any. I see them like you know flex when they throw down a dunk, but I want to see some a little bit of fire. I want to see a little bit of. Um, you know, like getting in somebody's face and kind of talking shit a little. Marcus does it. Marcus has it. But we need our big guys to do it. Like, like, and, and the fact that, like, Jay, uh, Jay, uh, Tatum's fucking hero of the world, Kobe Bryant, was one of the most infamous shit talkers in the league. Yeah, I mean, and he doesn't have bigger ones are Michael Jordan and Larry Bird probably. Yeah, and Kobe just talks shit. He wants he to, expects the best out of everyone, blah blah blah. Tatum doesn't have a tenth of what Kobe Bryant has or I mean, he has a tenth of what some of these other players have, but I want to see some fire. I want to see some 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 like I'm a big fan of 90s throwback hoops like talking shit, some like, you know, like some some bully ball, some of that stuff. 
but he just doesn't, he, they don't have it. We don't have that. And I feel like that's something that we need to kind of develop. Um, to, to, I mean, we made a deep run, but to go over the top, I, in my opinion, I just think a little intensity and a little bit more like, Oh, you know, the interviews afterwards, like, what's your, what's your, how worried are you about the cell? Like the, the, your team's play. Oh, I have no worry. We're doing good. You can't just rest on the, your, your laurels. The Celtics I really disagree. players. What do you, the, the Celtics We're players have rested on their laurels. So, so Let's here's why I disagree now. is that you have a young team that has been to the Eastern conference finals so many times they just broke through last year. And so in, 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 in that regard, I don't think that they need the killer instinct. I think that they need to act like they've been there, stay healthy throughout the season. You got Jalen Jalen Brown with a fractured face out there playing half man, half Batman, and trying to just they're they're trying to mail it in for the end of the season right now. And I really do feel they shouldn't they shouldn't mail it in. I I, I know that they shouldn't mail it in. I think that when they they looked at the schedule out there that they're shaping opponents until they have to get into that wrestling match with Giannis. Right now, the NBA is defending Giannis to the point that he's allowed to put his head down and just go through the paint at, at will. It's a boxing match with him, and they have to save up everything for him. In terms of the 76ers, I think that Harden's going to mail it into the playoffs like he always does. The only person that we have to worry about is Embiid and and Maxi and Embiid. Embiid's dad is named Al Horford. Embiid is Embiid is soft as baby poop. Embiid and then the Knicks are going to be worn out by the time the playoff starts because Tibbs is playing Randall for forty four minutes a game, and that's yeah. I'm not I'm not as worried about the Knicks, but I'm I am very worried about Philly. I am no. very worried about Philly. They, Philly. I, I like I mean Harden like he's obviously been good. He's, we, he's notoriously notoriously has some of those playoff woes and everything and Embiid, you know, honestly, some of the same, but they've, this is their first year with like a full year with the two of them in the past, you know, month, they've just looked absolutely stellar. You know, they had a great win against Milwaukee a, a few nights ago where they came back and Harden was just insane. Like he was just unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think, I think they're a team to worry about because we have, I mean, especially if we don't have Rob Williams, and I, he can't even guard Embiid, and it, Horford is no one. So no old. one can. Like, yeah, no one can guard like, Embiid when he's at his like, best. Embiid, if it, and Embiid looks like he's in the best conditioning of his life, in my opinion. So, and I think that's always been an issue with him is conditioning, and that's why he kind of fades in the playoffs. But he looks absolutely stunning right now. Like, for, like you know, stunning from a player perspective. Like he just looks so. I just good. think that when you watch when you watch Tatum. And specifically in that Philly game, at the end, when they ran that play to him with the down screen after after he crossed half court and he crossed up Bain and dotted him for a three, that Dying. was that was the moment that you that you realized Tatum had it. He he's he's there. He's got the killer oh, instinct. He wants yeah. to beat Philly. He wants it. I think he has the killer instinct, but why not hit that three and? Flash a little bit, man. Like I want that. Oh, like I that. want you, that. I mean, I need I, that. I, I think Brad Stevens teams are kind of understated in that regard, and I think he like like kind of breeds that out of people like that, like flashiness. Because I mean, especially oh. with how soft techs are now, like you get techs for taunting for like nothing. Like you don't. You're not going to get a tech for for, for, for no t- like. 
barely any taunting. Like you're not you going to get attacked for throwing up a three when you. He eat does a, that after every three. Well, but yeah, Tatum like, does no, that after every. Three. I want like I want like the Steph Curry and like like the lip snarl and like I don't know, <laughs> man. I just want like I want him to get in someone's face. I want to see yeah. like you want swaggy P. It's. I want, yeah, yeah. Without Swaggy without P missing the three, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the best, one of, one of the best pictures of all time. Greatest, greatest meme. One of the greatest NBA memes of but all time. But for Tatum, that's yeah. why you drafted him. I mean, when they drafted him at three overall, they his first interview was talking about how he wanted to be an icon to single mothers and what they could do and help single mothers. Like it, he wasn't the type that was wearing a flashy suit and wanting to go out there. Yeah, and he's and it, like like we all know Deuce, like his son, like 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 he is like Deuce. the ultimate dad, like like he he wants to be a role model. Like you could he wants be, to. You could. Well, no, I know I mean, you can. I know you can. John. I, I, I was going to say Kobe like, Bryant, just, but Kobe not Bryant's him. not a, not not a it's just not a role model. I know Tatum. it's not Tatum, but we're getting, I mean, give me someone. I, mean, you, I I think I read the other day that Tatum's shooting like almost fifty percent shot on like game tying or go ahead threes with like. You know, he's, in, he's in the most clutch. Like he's that. the most clutch in cl- player, in, like in, in yeah. history in the history of the of the NBA, with like a minimum of fifty shots or something. Yeah, it was something crazy no, like I mean, that. How was that not Killer Instinct? <laughs> well, eh, I know. I, I guess Killer Instinct was maybe the wrong term, but it's just look, piss and vinegar. You know, like a little, little, uh, something like you know, like I don't know. I just want to get like, like Kate, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett. That's it. I want like half of what Kevin Garnett. You want him is. to like, fight I mean, people Kevin Garnett on Twitter? Is, is a one of one person. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is a one of one person, man. I know, I know, and that was so freaking. Tw- tw- him so just, him just arguing with people on Twitter. That's I don't really want Colin. the the guy that is the star of my team just go logging onto Twitter and being like, "Meet me on the corner here." Oh, dude, I want I want one person like that. And I don't want it to be Grant Williams because Grant Williams is vanilla ice cream. Like he is he is vanilla ice cream. He is talk shit but doesn't back it up. But That's Sam Hauser. Yeah, Sam Hauser. You can catch these hands from but Sam, Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser Sam Sam Hauser is like actually vanilla ice cream. Like, but I'm talking personality wise. But yeah, Garnett and what did you say to to Carmelo? Like Called his wife like Honey Nut Cheerios or some something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, no, Dwayne Wade's girlfriend or whatever. Oh yeah, no, I want just some of that. I just miss old school basketball. I guess I don't know. I I know we're I mean we're we're close to forty. You know we we got to witness some different eras and stuff like that. But I I mean some some things about today's NBA are just as as good as it gets. I mean of course from the shooting aspect and everything like you know from Steph the way he's built up shooting and Dame and all these players just like yeah. having outrageous nights. I mean, Dave, Dame had what 71 the other week. Yep. He was just on, on fucking fire. Just, and then we, fire. we held him to 20, one of the most 27 electric players to watch. Like I, I love him. There's not many players. I like watching more than Dame. Dame might be one of my, one of my favorite non Celtics players. Like if not, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Ja, I mean, well, we can transition to that in a little bit, but Ja, I like Ja before he started flashing guns and slapping kids and all that stuff. But um, my one question I had for you guys is, despite the whole e situation, um, 
with whatever went down. I mean, it's still kind of a mystery. How are you feeling these days about the Missoula like being, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he did great leading up to the all-star break. Obviously they're the best team. He was the all-star coach. Do you think it was a little short-sighted or do you think it was a little quick to give him, to take the interim tag off of him? Um, and how no, do because th- I don't think we are ever going to rehire Ime. So it, like if we were going to rehire Ime, like I, it, which I mean, you know, what you can say, what say, say whatever you want about it, but like he, he was a really good coach and a very defensive minded coach. And he got these guys, he lit a fire under these guys' asses. Missoula is kind of like almost the opposite where he is a numbers guy that, you know, wants to put up points and just kind of ride his stars, if you will, like, and like, ride, like, ride, like ride the day. I mean, yeah. I mean, how many times has he needed to call a timeout? Like I, I am, yeah. I am kind of lukewarm on Missoula. I think he is. Stevens was the same way though. Doing a great job for his, you know, as an interim coach. Stevens, right? Stevens, Stevens was the Stevens. same way. Stevens couldn't call a timeout. Yeah, and guess who wasn't the coach anymore? Yeah. But Steven, well, guess who, I mean, guess who put him as the interim coach too? Stevens, like the, he, he hired someone like him. Like I yeah. agree, Tyler. I think he's much more like Stevens than he was Ime. And I don't know if that is a winning formula in the playoffs necessarily um, to, uh, you know, push these guys to that elite level and get them defensively grounded for a playoff push. And that's what worries me about Missoula. Yeah, basketball is a game of runs and at the end of the day. And that was the biggest frustration point for me with Stevens. I think that Missoula, the, the biggest takeaway that I have from the email situation is that when Brooklyn was about to sign him, all of a sudden that that fluttered away. So whatever the, the email situation is, is much bigger than having Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and blowing that whole thing up. So they were willing, like they had to risk it all with a guy that was anti-Semitic and a guy that didn't couldn't play. So they they had to take a risk there, and uh, and they weren't willing to take that risk on Ime. So whatever it is is a lot worse than I think we know, or that anyone's willing to admit. Yeah, we we don't know. Of course, we don't know anything, and I don't want to like be one of the, like a skeptic podcast. Like like we're not Joe Rogan, uh, but. Uh, just like, but I, we could be. <laughs> Where's yeah. Alex Jones? Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to skeptic, you know, be skept- too skeptical of that situation because I don't know. We just don't know enough about it. Um, you know, all the best to all these coaches and everything. But uh, you know, if unless they obviously did something horrible, then you know, I, I, I just think but, that uh, when, when, when they're not when there's smoke, there's fire. But more so that. If another team is unwilling to hire a guy that just went to the NBA NBA championship and that has a rising star, then there's obviously more information out there that that a lot of us are missing. Yeah, and, we don't know. Yeah, it's definitely possible. All right, yeah, we, we don't we don't know what 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 happened with that. But I think the one big difference between uh, Missoula and Ime is. I mean, obviously, the age and the pedigree like Ime coach in the NBA I know Missoula played in college when he played for West Virginia. Uh, I think the players like Joe. I wonder if they respect him. I think the players like oh, I, and respect I, I think, him. I, I think they I think they respect Joe. I mean, you, you, you see how much. Yeah, I mean, J- Jalen Jalen Brown is like the perfect example of like that. They definitely uh, 
respect him because he seemed so cold about the email situation in my opinion like he i don't think he liked Ime. i think they were they were told to be cold about the email like email getting no, fired he, he in particular he in particular seemed cold about the email situation uh i think tyler might be able to agree but uh i i think he really respects i think they really respect joe missoula but i think joe missoula is just so hands-off most of the game yes that it's just like it's just a different situation where like I, Joe, Joe, Joe just lets it run. I mean, he just lets them fly. I also think that Missoula, or I think, I guess I should say, I think Ime held the players more accountable. Like he would post game interviews. He'd be like, yeah, we got to play better. We got to shoot threes better. We got to hit more free throws. We got to do this. We got to do that. Missoula does not really do that. And he doesn't. Which not neither to Brad Stevens though, really. And so. Brad didn't, like Brad didn't just, either. But yeah. look at the look at the which one of those three. Co- I mean, I guess TBD with with Missoula, but Ime took them to the finals in his first year, and I think some of these guys might need that public, not maybe by name, but like I think Ime knew how to call them out without calling them out. Like I think they knew what he was talking about without him being like Tatum needs to lead the team better, blah blah blah. And I think that Ime did that well. And I think Missoula has a tough time with that, whether that's his coaching style or whether he doesn't want to, you know, whatever it is. But I think that is one stark difference between Brad and Missoula, which who I do think are similar coaches now that we're talking about it. And he I think that a lot of times you find that different coaching styles breed different atmospheres that bring teams to the next level. And my hope is, is that the Ime era really built this this fighting spirit that doesn't need to be coached anymore. And I think that, I mean, to speak to Maddie's point when you talk about uh, Jalen Brown being more silent about it, I think Jalen Brown has really acted as more of the moral compass for this team, despite what you might believe and some of the stuff that he says about, about the Kyrie situation. I think that he has acted more as a moral compass for this team and i think that you you wouldn't see them having as much success early on if it was a bigger deal so i i that's the that's my feeling on it uh, yeah I'm, 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 with, I'm, I'm with you tyler i'm with you tyler all right well um so now i kind of wanted to touch on the bruins a little bit I'm not a big hockey guy admittedly i, I don't think any of the three of us are they are on a wild pace right now after losing to, unfortunately, the Oilers tonight. Um, they are 49-9-5, which does not seem like a real record. Like, that's absurd. Um, and kind of breaking those numbers down, um, through 63 games, the Bruins have 49 wins. Uh, they are on pace for 64 wins by the end of the season, which would break the record Set by the 95-96 Detroit Red Wings, who finished 62-13-7, and and tied by the Lightning, uh, 62-16-4. Neither team won the Stanley Cup, for the record. Um, 103 points, fastest team to reach uh, 100 points in NHL history. Um, Getting there in 61 games. The goal differential is bananas at uh their plus 104 um at this pace they'd finish minus 135 so they would score 135 more goals than the opposite team which would blow the um blow the record out of the water 
Um, save percentage is 931 uh, by Linus and Swayman. Um, the record is 934, uh, so that's within reach. Goals against per game is 2.08, and the next closest is 2.53. The record is 1.89, held by the 11-12 Blues. And then you got Pasternak, who we just signed to a new, nice, team-friendly contract. Um, I mean, expensive in hockey hockey terms for, I believe, is eleven point two five mil. Yeah. Um, but a player like that, he's second in the league, and um, he's on pace for eighty four points, um, fifty nine goals, hundred and twelve um, assists. Um, so. Good signing by them. Linus Olmark, who most people last year were saying, why are we getting this guy? And we have Swayman, who's been doing great. He's the future. But Linus has been out of control, standing on his head like Tim Thomas style back in the day. Um, so, yeah, I know we're not big hockey guys, but I feel like it's absolutely worth touching on for a New England sports podcast. Absolutely. Um, so so my, my favorite uh, NHL player <clears throat> of all time, is Bergeron just because when I got into hockey, it was kind of around when he came aboard and he immediately, like I was so drawn to him as a player and he has been exceptional for so long. And now, and like in the past, you know, years, my other favorite player was Pasternak. And now we signed him to the largest contract in Bruins history. And I just absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. The death. Sixth largest contract or fifth or sixth in NHL history, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I absolutely love the, I, I, I love the contract. I, I, I love Pasternak. I love Pasta. Like, he is just just an ex- exceptional player. I mean, he, was he, he had like – he has like 44 goals and 40 assists. I don't know what he did tonight. I wasn't watching. But, it's like, he, like, he had – he was his wild stats and he, he reminds yeah. me, he's like, he, he doesn't remind me of Bergeron cause they're obviously different players, but he reminds me of how much he means to this team. Kind of like Bergeron does. Cause Bergeron was, has been the heart and soul of this team for so long now. Yeah. Pasternak is at 44 goals and 40 assists. And I think, Mc, I mean, McDavid is, I'll pull up his stats, but he is the runaway MVP um, favorite. Yeah, MVP favorite, um, like not even close. But Pasternak is second in the league in goals. He's young. He's the guy. And with Bergeron, how long is the contract? Do you know? I think it was eight years. Oh, that's awesome. Because yeah, I, I think mean, it was eight years for nine million in all sports. So I mean, that over eight so years he, is age exceptionally and, well if he stay, stays with it. And he's twenty six, so he'll his contract will be up at thirty four, which is old for sports, but like Pasternak, I mean, I think Bergeron's what, 36, 37, something like if that. Yeah. He's 38. Um, is he? Yeah. So, I mean, but that contract, I feel like will be, will pay dividends for us. And we need someone to kind of pass the torch to, you know, like Bergeron. I feel like if we win the cup this year, which we are the overwhelming favorites to win the cup. Um, and we should, but, kind of the the bugaboo is that the team that wins a president president's trophy usually doesn't win the cup like it's kind of like a weird hindrance like i don't know like a if you have the best record you don't win the cup but this team is playing so dominantly and like they come from behind they they they're they're untouchable essentially Uh, but signing a guy like this is is massive and having him 
having McAvoy, re-signing McAvoy will be huge. Jake DeBrusque signing those guys for the future is a great way for the Krejci's and the um and the Pasternak's and the Marshans. Marshans still will be around for a while to pass the torch to kind of the next oh, the next totally. crew, you know. And I mean, I hope I I catch Bruins fever every year when they get to the playoffs. I'm going to be Bruins fever even more when they go to the playoffs this year because of how like absolutely ridiculous they've been this year. Yeah, um, I, I mean, hockey playoffs. There's there's nothing like it. I mean, they're, 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 it's, it's electric. Just a thing. I mean, they no. I, I'm we're obviously. I think we're all probably number one football in this world. At least, like football, basketball, at least is one yeah. and two in some fashion. But hockey playoffs. I mean, the NCAA tournament, of course, and in, in college basketball, like things like that. Just they just excel every year like they're just they're just always electric they're always electric i agree i agree it's it's so much fun and maybe uh we can use that to um segue a little bit i i i think we should just just a little little touch on the on the red sox tyler do you have anything to say about the nine and no start to the red sox and uh nine nine oh and three they've tied three times oh yeah they're gonna be garbage this year but i do think that uh, one of the biggest things I, I think that it's particularly poignant for me to talk about is that we here in Portland, we get to see all the prospects come through the sea dogs. dogs. And I've been watching for a while and the, the Red Sox moving away from Bogarts is a marked change that they're moving on into the next generation of the Red Sox. And really, the next generation of the Red Sox are going to be led by an aging Devers, and it's going to be Casas and Mayer. And so, it, dude, Casas is is like two years younger than Devers, and that's he's the, not. He, but Devers, Devers is, is young. Devers, Devers is young. Devers yeah, I was going to say incredibly old in baseball years already. He was he was a part of the last. No, he's twenty. He's like twenty six. In, in baseball years, he's he's infinity. He's been playing no, since he was nine. No, Devers, no. the Devers signing, the Devers signing was the best thing that the Red Sox could have done. After, all right, I'm a big Red Sox guy. All right, you know I'm showing my colors here. Um, they let go of Bogarts. I don't think they wanted to, but they were never going to sign a 30 year old Bogarts for 11 years. Wasn't going to happen. Broke my heart. They were never going to do it. That's an absurd contract. The Padres paid out the the the, the B hole for for and and they're going for it. We're not going for it right now. But signing Devers to that contract was massive. I think him, Cassis, but you know, and and you know what, the 2013 Red Sox with Shane Victorino and all those dudes had no business winning the World Series, and they did. They sure did, didn't they? So we'll see. I have hope. I go into I every season having hope. We're either. Team. I don't think this is quite that team. <laughs> we have the we we. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> You're forgetting a few stars that were on uh, that 2013 team. What? Who am I? For, uh, Mookie Bat? Uh, no, not even Mookie Bat. He wasn't there yet. Who was on that team? Ortiz. Oh, yeah. Ortiz. Ortiz. Yeah, Mike Napoli. Yeah, he was pretty good. Oh, Nappy. Yeah, was on that team. Nappy, baby. He was, yeah, number 72, Xander Bogarts. Didn't even get his major league. No- but 
I'm just saying we're either first or last. So it's either going to be a super fun season or a f- terrible shit season. So. See, I, I kind of feel like we're, we're, we might like outperform, but still be bad, which is honestly maybe worse than like just being dead last. Like, like, well, cause well, like we might, we, we might just outperform, you know, cause I think a lot of, I think a lot of us in the off season thought that this team was just going to absolutely suck next year. Like, absolutely. Oh. I mean, I, I definitely feel that way. Like I thought we were going to for sure this, uh, this year and maybe there's a chance, maybe there's a chance that we outperform that, but it's still not going to be good enough. Like, well, you know. if you think about not last season, the season that just ended, but the one before we were supposed to also be bad and we made it to the ALCS. So like, yeah, there's sure. something, I think Cora is great. I think he Cora is great. Speaks to the players. He's a dirty, that. dirty cheater, but but I think he's he he has a way of coaching that is just I don't know. It's good. The players like it. They like they respect him. We are the absolute um, dogs of the AL East, and that's and that's just the like, yeah. The AL East the is going to be good. Is, is going that's to the be issue. Great. Yeah, we yeah, are the dogs. The Yankees are already good. Toronto's going to be has good. Been good, and they have a bunch of young stars. So. Yankees were ninety five one team and they got they signed Rodone and who was but a he's top heard ten already. pitcher in the league. And that's a classic Yankee yeah, signing got... a guy to a big contract and having him get hurt. And as a guy that I think that equal parts of me that are a Yankees fan or are a or a, a, a Red Sox fan or a Yankees hater. So No, I'd rather see the. I think I'd rather see the Yankees do shitty than the Red Sox do good. Yeah. Like we got our World Series, we yeah. we've got four of them. You know, like. <laughs> so I don't know. That's our Red Sox minute. Yay, we're undefeated yeah, we'll in on. the preseason. Want to get into college basketball a little bit? I think so. I have I have some thoughts. Uh, I mean, I I I I, uh, I I watch a lot of college basketball. I am a huge college basketball fan. I have been since I was ten years old. I am a diehard unc fan obviously they lost tonight so not good and they have had a disaster of a year but there's been some great games today just you know recapping today i mean my biggest bet of the day aside from my big parlay that won was iowa state upsetting baylor and i just absolutely love that that was my big bet of the day uh duke absolutely wax pit they win by like almost 30 or whatever maybe 30 plus um ruckers takes down michigan a lot of people we're betting Michigan as a long shot to win the Big Ten tournament. Absolutely not. Nope. Um, Miami, who's one of my darling teams to go far in the NCAA tournament, um, narrowly beats Wake Forest, who came off this epic game winner yesterday. Um, and that that was actually versus Syracuse. And then Tyler might have some thoughts on this, but, uh, you know, essentially it seems like Syracuse kind of pushed out Bayheim. Um, to retire, I saw that. Working to sign him again, and that's, you know, I think we all know that Beheim was, you know, towards the end of his career <laughs> for the past bunch of years. But I mean, he's he's a legend to the game. You know, that 2003 team was, you know, absolutely legendary. And I just, you know, I, I just think I just want to pour it out for Jim Beheim because. Well, that, like what a what a classic guy. I mean, he like he he like his press conference was so grumpy and so like like old man like just upset and that it was it was just a, it was perfect. It was pitch perfect. Like the way he the way he got pushed out and retired. Well, what was the Bayheim? Hold on, I'm trying to pull up the the actual um 
conversation. I'm obviously I'm not I'll, the I'll uh, thing, but he tweets. Yeah, I'll hop. Oh, I'll you hop jump in, in here. Well, in terms of of you know college coaches, there are very few college coaches that you can assign with a specific strategy all the time. And the two three zone with Bayheim Syracuse is going to be one of the most legendary things that no team could ever figure out, ever. He would come in as a 10 seed with Syracuse and beat up on all these blue bloods and made Syracuse a blue blood. And so... I remember a few years ago, his yeah, son, buddy, that was, was, was it Buddy? Is that his name? Buddy Bayham. Yeah. Buddy yeah. Bayham. Uh, yeah. He came in and shot lights out, like, for a few games of the he, tournament. And, like, they, he know, had they, both they of his upset sons. some people. And he had one of yeah, them transfer yeah, no. from Cornell and come over and play for a fifth year. But uh, in terms of in terms of what Bayheim did for the sport, is that you'll never see a 2-3 uh, zone again. Until one of the Bayheims decides to coach again, you're never going to see a mainstream <laughs> college basketball team go strictly two three zone and never play man. And nobody will ever do it as and, and not only that, but like and do it but like do well. <laughs> I mean, Sarah, those Syracuse teams, with the exception of that Carmelo team that won it all, were dominant defensively. And and you know, from a basketball standpoint, and to get into basketball nerd stand talk about the two three zone the hardest thing to do out of a two three zone is to rebound and for whatever reason syracuse had it figured out they could fly around the court and rebound and score at will and it, it always shocked me that they yeah. could they could really shut teams down and 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 i think it just plays on the fact that Beheim was smarter than the rest of of ncaa for 40 years or however long he coached and he just realized that these college kids can't shoot when it comes to clutch time yeah all right salty what do you got so first off do you remember that clip of Bayheim like shredding his nose picking his nose during the during the tournament that, didn't he pee yeah, his pants too um but i i several times yeah, i think i don't know about that one but um so i have the jim Bayheim um Someone questioned him about his retirement, and the question was, are you saying that you're going to retire, Bayheim? That is up to the – and this was uh, Wednesday after they lost to Wake Forest, right? Does that sound right? Yeah, they lost to Wake Forest at, yeah. at the on a three-pointer at, like towards at buzzer. the buzzer. Buzzer-beating three-pointer, yeah. Um, so they said, are you, tr- are you saying that you're retiring? Bayheim said, that's up to the university. Do you want to come back? Beheim said, I didn't say that. So what are you saying? Are you saying that you're retiring? Beheim said, I just said that. I don't know. So do you know? I said it's up to the university. You're not sure whether how you will make the determination about when you will come back. You're talking to the wrong guy. So was he pushed out or did he? See, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of both. I, I, I think he was ready to retire, but I think like it's one of those things where if you, if you give a guy like Jim Beheim another year, he's probably going to come back. But you I think have, the university but, was ready to move on from him. Um, so you have to I, I don't like know. This is all you have to give a guy like that another year. Like you have, it's like Bill Belichick, Mike, uh, uh, Coach K. Like you got to give those, you got to let those guys retire when they want to. I feel like right. Like he's in. I that, know Beheim hasn't. He he's been he's kind of been 
a bit lackluster the past few years. Um, aside but from he's got the team. he's got the the the, the panache, the you know, the the, the coaching. The the well, not the not even the gumption, just like the the I don't know. Like you got to let him coach until he doesn't want to, right? Like I mean, maybe I mean, he, he also could be just playing this like as as if like the university is pushing him out. You never yeah, know. Do, he's a gumpy old man. You guys know who yeah. the next like, we don't know. is at Syracuse, which is awesome. It's Jerry McNamara, which is another classic. He he's been on the bench for for Syracuse for a while. Sim- similar to to how how. Uh, Coach K handed it off is what, and, and he and Coach K are yeah. very close. Yeah, that makes sense. Who was Jerry McNamara? He was a he was, a, Syracuse... he was the like little white point guard that they had. Was he on the? No, was he right on the? After. Um, right after Carmelo. No. Oh, yeah. not right after Carmelo. After. Okay. Oh yeah, no. I'm yeah, that... enough now. I think that pretty much sums up the college day. Like, you know, UCLA had a, you know, roaring second half against Colorado and Colorado kept it close. I think they were even leading at halftime, but, uh, you know, Marquette survived St. John's. There's a bunch of games on right now. What Who do we all have? Round? I have Maryland up 10, 10, 10, over Minnesota. You know, there's a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of things happening, but I just want to going back to the, um, gambling aspect of things um oh yeah i have so a question for you guys i will be this, so. going hard into gambling tomorrow for or i guess this will probably come out tomorrow or tomorrow so friday the 10th um when Matt, maddie maddie shut down his whole warehouse tomorrow so he could just gamble all day yep <laughs> shut down the warehouse but uh <laughs> i am going to be degenerately gambling and i have some schemes worked up i have all sorts of things going on um but i just want to point out that my buddy Tyler here is going to be joining me at the Encore Casino in Everett, so like just north of Boston, for Friday and Saturday. Or I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, March Madness. But Tyler and a, some few buddies are going to be coming there Saturday, and we're going to be gambling up a storm on the madness. It's going to be so fun! I cannot wait. It's my favorite time of year. Last year, I went to Vegas by myself. <laughs> yeah, you missed my, my my my. Uh... <laughs> My engagement party. I, yeah, I missed your engagement. Dirt I, had bag. Tickets, I had tickets to March Madness. You did. You did. To be fair, I went to the, you I know, the largest sports book in Vegas and yeah. uh, and had a had a ball by myself. I made friends. I had a good time. I ate good steaks every night with my winnings. And you know, so who do you was, have, uh, Maddie? Maddie, wait, let's if real we quick, all just Matt. go down to brass tacks. You have to pick one team. Put put it on the line. Who is? Hold it? on, hold on, real quick, Tyler. You're going. Let, go. Let's have finish. Let's go. You're what going, you Tyler. One team, one team to one win. One team it all. to win it all. Who do you got? So I'm torn between a few teams. Um, I just, I think Kansas has the star, and I think they're very sound in every facet of the game. Um, I mean, they they got worked by Texas like last week, but like you know, it, it doesn't really, you know, and they they usually might not win the Big Twelve tournament, um, but. I just I keep going back to Kansas as a back to back, and it's so exciting of, of the thought like Bill Self going back to back, like one of the, you know legend coach in the game going back to back, you know in his career with a team that lost you know three three players but to the Self, NBA. If Self doesn't coach, I just think what are you going to do? So good. If Self Self what? is out right now, well he was he's out it with was a, allegedly a heart attack earlier today. Yeah. 
Really? I didn't, I didn't read that it was allegedly a heart attack. That's well, I, I, then I might, I mean, Houston has just been the best team all year. Um, so like I, I, I could see them easily getting to the final four, but I mean, there's like, I, I love teams like Marquette. I love UConn this year. I, I love watching UConn. They did, you know, they, 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 you know, they handled Providence today. I think they have a good shot. I mean, there's, there's plenty of teams like, you know, obviously Alabama has a star, you know, the freshman, um, SEC player of the year and everything. So, um, obviously some controversy behind there too, but, think, uh, we won't I, get into I think that. that. One of the things <laughs> that, that I'm watching early on in the tournament is Arkansas. I think they're going to be a lower seed. And I think that they're, Oh, they, they're one of my teams. They, they won. They, did, yeah, did, they did they end did. up beating they're Auburn tonight? Too. Okay. Cause I, I was watching that game earlier before we started recording they're and they were even. winning. They're not even in the uh, top. Yeah, they've been cold 12. because the SEC yeah, is betting, so such betting, a such a strong conference odds. this year. No, they they would be a, they would be a late seed if uh, if they got in. Houston's the top. Um, They'll be the one seed. Houston's number one. I think yeah, that plus I think that if I had to place place any Kansas if I had to put money on somebody, it would be Kentucky right now. I just think that you have you, Kentucky. You have the returning playing well player of recently, the year right but, now. And you have pretty strong guard play because Toppin is is a pretty good player, and I can see him going off in the tournament. I can see. Yeah, I know. I like Kentucky this year. I mean, obviously they lost in the, what the first round last year. Was that St. Peter's? Was Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I had Kentucky going to the final four that year, so that was a mistake. Kentucky's um, plus four thousand right now. Yeah, I mean, great lo- plus four thousand. That's a that's. A, I think Kentucky's a good long bet. Um, I I just I do feel like it's going to be one of these top like six to eight teams. It could. Yeah. It's one of those years that it could be anyone. But I'd still very. I maybe just because I watch so much, and that's why I do so bad at brackets every year. Is that I get so obsessed with the top teams that I think they're so much better, and then you realize they're college kids. Yeah, and I, anything can happen, and it's one game. Every time, so, you know. So, what is game. your what is your final pick for both of you? Just like early pre. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the. I, 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 I'll say yet. Kansas. I'll say Kansas going back to back. Kansas. Kentucky. I'll tell you the the odds Kentucky's as of pick. right now. So, Kentucky is <laughs> Tyler. Their summer odds plus, were plus a thousand, but their their current odds are plus four thousand. Plus four thousand. Okay. Um, Kansas, Maddie, you said. Yeah, they're probably like plus, like like under a thousand, right? Probably plus eight hundred or something like that. You nailed it. Yeah, exactly. Plus eight hundred. Yeah, but I think that that this is a year that it would be very easy for me to see Mark Few winning one with the Gonzaga too. This isn't a star star heavy team. Oh, Gonzaga, and how good that yeah. did you see them? Uh, was it yesterday? They 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 destroyed. Gonzaga, you want to guess that one? Or you They're going to be like Gonzaga is definitely one of those teams. Like they, I think I, I put them in the top like six eight teams. Yeah, two thousand. That's 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 probably the best bet. Plus two thousand. I'll probably put a future on that. So how real is this UConn team? Uh, the UConn team is pretty real in my opinion. They're well coached. I think they're very talented and they're they're well, they're very well coached. I think they're one of those teams that can really make some noise, get to the get a get a final four bid. I just I don't know if they can actually win it all. Versus these top teams, if if these top teams make it, but they they they're one of those teams that can beat anyone on any given night. 
Well, I, I was telling you guys the other day, I had a kid in my child care program who is a starter for the UConn team. That's awesome. Alex Karadis. So, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm kind of rooting for UConn because of that. I don't know. But I'm I'm not a basketball guy. I'm gonna about I'm I'm gonna do like some immense studying over the next like two and a half weeks and try to win the bracket so we could win mo- so I could win money. But yeah, yeah, we got to get the bracket going. Maybe we should do a podcast only bracket too. Like we'll do like the group pod like the, with our friends. We'll do the group bracket, but maybe we should do a podcast only bracket as well. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I think that would be a good idea just so we can. You know, one of us can gloat when uh, I, I like I definitely watch the most college basketball of any of us and I n- never win. I, I, I think I won two years in a row, like, you know, probably like eight years ago. And I was so excited. And then I've never won since. Like even like I've been in brackets where my sister-in-law won versus like 40 Dude, none, people. None of us ever win. I, I've won like two or three times and I don't know anything. All right. I think that's enough for uh, all right, I think that's enough for college basketball and uh gambling and all that fun stuff but uh and brackets and everything so i would like to just end the podcast with the last call i think that's gonna be our segment for the end is last call and i would like to invite tyler to explain the name of the podcast so really the the name of the the podcast and what what we're going to use the the final segment for in the future would really be uh for what what we all knew as silly breakfast, which is uh, hypothetical debates that would happen when you were hungover with your friends and the types of discussions that you get into when you're hungover with your friends, you'd end up down crazy pathways and everything else. And I think that that's where this segment is really going to introduce our listeners to our personalities. Yeah, I think that's a great explanation. I think that's a great explanation. John, do you have anything to add on to the last call? Uh, yeah, I think um, the last call is going to be we are all about premium nonsense. Um, and yeah, it doesn't have to be nonsense. I think in the future it's going to be just like, I don't know, what's kind of on your mind? Bring it up and let's riff on it. Um, but I'm, I'm super psyched, guys. Uh, I think this has been a ton of fun. Chewing the fat with the boys, uh, talking sports and talking nonsense. Yeah, chew that fat, Tyler. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if who's gonna listen to this, who's not gonna listen to this, but I'm pumped. This is fun. Just to even just to get out my my demons, my, my yeah. sports take demons. demons. Sports yeah, take demons. I love you boys. Love you guys. Yep. Love you guys too. So, all right. I think that's going to finish it up for the episode. That was Silly Breakfast. Uh, that was episode one. We will hopefully be back next week before we go to March Madness, and we will talk to you soon. Wait, should we do one more? Um, I love you, Tyler. Love you too, John. Love you, John. Love you, Maddie. Love you. I love you. I love you guys. I love you, Maddie. I love you. I'm going to stop. <laughs>